0: I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what
1: I just saw. And, you know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call.
2: Yeah, yeah, you make good
1: comments. So what about that? Holder. You believe in
2: yet? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast.
1: What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Get to Tully's before all the tenders are gone. The whole Crunch team's going to be out there killing our tenders. Can't get there tonight. Tully's is a guilty pleasure. I like Tully's after the games. When you want to go catch up on what's happened elsewhere, they all have two strap on a feed bag. Some tenders. When it's a particularly tough day, you go for the Buffalo tenders, I think. And then... uh, Regular tenders still get the job done. I'm going to go out for a Jerry I show am, some night.
2: This is going to be probably not a hot take here. I'm not a Tully's Tenders fan. I am a huge fan of the Tully sandwich called the you Tully. You know, that was
1: my original go-to when Tully's kind of first opened and first went. It, uh, but I haven't had it in many years. Remind me what's going on there. It's Just a turkey ham, ham,
2: turkey, cheese, toasted bread, yeah. lettuce,
1: tomato. See, that feels more like a deli play to me, like for lunch. I don't really think of it. And It's huge.
2: Like Each half of a sandwich no, is know. a full sandwich.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. That's enough free advertising for Loaded them Loaded fries, good. There, really <laughs> good. So regretful. Buried that the other night after the uh, football game. Went there with uh, Burns. He's like, hey, how about, how about time for one on the way home? So we go for, this was after. What time did we get out? It, was, it had to be after mid- midnight. I think we walked into Tully's after midnight following the NC State football game. But you can't go right to bed. From that, we go in. Yeah, I have a beer shirt, and then anything else. And then there's that appetizer menu that hits you right in the face. Yeah, sure. Why not loaded cheese fries? That's why I'm a fat person.
2: Good. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm I'm done running through the Tully's menu. Th- that, the nachos are very good. <laughs> that and la-
1: lack of willpower. It's not first team all nacho though. Come on.
2: I don't know. I like their nachos. I like their loaded fries. Well, you
1: like nachos in general, and there's a lot of good nachos. Kind of, nachos town. are like pizza. Pressure to... Pub. Uh, yeah, it's hard to hard to um, the Sha- uh, the Shaughnessy's nachos. Hard are really to good. screw up a nacho. Shaughnessy's. I think when we first had the Shaughnessy's nachos, when we we're out there for the uh, coaches' shows the last couple of years. I might put them as the best nachos in town. I'm willing. Anybody else that wants to be a contender, or want, if we want to have like a in the booth show nacho contest, I'm all over it. If we want to do that. Um, I'd put them right up there. I would put Dinosaur in a little bit of a special category. Um, dinosaur Nachos, excellent. Everything at Dinosaur is excellent. Uh, but you got the Dinosaur Nachos, the Shaughnessy's Nachos, very strong. Press Room, solid contender. Uh, they really are. And uh, Press Room Pub has good food. We had a huge crowd out there last night for the uh, Dino Babers show, which was excellent. I'm
2: going to throw a Nachos curveball at you. Yeah. You ever been to Copper Top?
1: Are you going to tell me like some sort of Irish thing with the no, corned beef? Or, no, no. The
2: Italian one with the sausage. It's like a fried chip with pasta Now, a they do that at uh, pasta Delmonico's
1: sauce as well. And it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Well, I think we should do that. Why don't we? Uh, we'll get on that. For I would a allow those to be entered
2: and delivered free yeah, to us. Yeah, owned yes. by the same people as Tully's. Yeah, that's
1: right. They've got to have a nacho monopoly. So uh, I can see getting into that. So here's a thought that occurred to me today. There was a piece of news that went across the wire that people probably didn't think too much about. But it's another of the long line of things that um, are sort of highlights of this season and sort of signs of turning a corner. Remember back at the Clemson game, I said, first of all, here's Clemson bringing in, they've done it against other opponents since, but they're bringing in 350-pound defensive linemen to make sure they scored on goal to go with the one against Syracuse. They walked away from a fourth and a foot and a half because they weren't sure they could get it earlier in the game and they punted. They packed it in at the end of the first half because they didn't want any more with their third-string quarterback. Notre Dame quarterback Ian Book, who has started the year as a backup and has uh, moved into a starting role there, is resting against Florida State to recover for the game next week against Syracuse, my understanding is he has an injury. Most places say it's undisclosed, but the people that have followed their games recently and and are a, a little further down the line in reporting are uh, reporting that it's a rib injury, and that he's taken a couple of hard hits in, in recent games. I think it's one of these things where he could play if needed. When would you ever have thought that Florida State Notre Dame is a huge game? Has been, you know, for years, a lot of great games over time. Florida State doesn't have it this year. Looks like their long bowl streak, the nation's longest, is going to end this season. And Ian Book is sitting out against the Seminoles this weekend to keep from further risking the injury or prolonging it with the hope of returning next week at Yankee Stadium against the Orange. That's a big deal because very often it'll work the other way. Florida State a number of years has sat a running back against Syracuse and played the backup or the third-string guy, and he's done a good, Louisville's done it. And the second or third-string guy has been good enough. The other thing is, this week with so much going on, It's uh, I'm a little tardy in getting into my game prep uh, for Saturday, for a Friday, and just starting to kind of dig a little deeper beyond the, the superficial stuff on Louisville. And I think we forget, like everybody's taking this game for granted and it's a slam dunk win and Syracuse is better than Louisville this year and all well, that's all true. They are better this year and they are favored and should be and they should win the game and all of that. but let's not forget that last year's game was 56 to 10. The previous time Louisville was here in the dome, they put up 62 points. Now they did that with Lamar Jackson, who is a you know once in a generation stud. he's not here anymore. They have a lot of their other players they do still have. They haven't been that productive uh, this year, but they've got some guys. The th- thing that I think's really changed is Syracuse is a much better team. Who were the quarterbacks last year against Louisville? Rex Culpepper threw for less than 100 yards in the game. Zach Mahoney split time with Culpepper. Culpepper ran for 40-some-odd yards. He hasn't seen any action this season. In fact, is transitioning from quarterback to tight end. Mo Neal ran for 100 yards or just under against Louisville last year. Uh, The lineups have changed significantly, and for the most part, all those changes benefit Syracuse, uh, who will go into this game with a senior quarterback, et cetera, senior day. We're going to visit with Mike Waters on today's show. Uh, Mike's got a regular spot on Thursdays starting today. That'll be our chance to catch up with the beat reporter of uh, Syracuse basketball at Syracuse.com. And uh, we'll visit with Mike. So then we'll do that. And we have tickets to give away in pick six. So get your thinking caps on. We'll have six categories for you to call in and uh, win a pair of ducats to the Friday night senior night game where the uh, seniors will be honored before the game. And then after the game, they'll come out and kind of pay some tribute to uh, the Syracuse fans as well. A little walk around the Dome turf one final time
2: i like to ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, you threw a Why ter- don't you tweet it to me? You you, th- you threw a term out earlier that, oh boy. that has been used a couple times, and I want to get your take on the term and if it's actually happened. The program has turned the corner.
1: Not yet. No? No. Okay, See. So no. I'm not the only one. I mean, one. I, I think you have to... Um, sustain it? Well, you have to get all the way around the corner. I mean, the fact that you can see around the corner, or you've ducked your head around the corner, that's not making it all the way, you know. I don't think Sign they will. Way there. I don't think they will. Absolutely. absolutely. And if you can, you know, keep it going. Again, next, like I said, next year a couple things I'm pretty certain are going to be the case. You're not going to have a senior quarterback. You're going to have a very good, highly touted quarterback going as a sophomore or whatever. Tommy DeVito I think will be great, but that's not a senior. You're also not probably going to be plus 12 in the turnover margin. That's the bounce of the ball. That's your defensive pressure. That's a lot of other things that have really helped this team uh, get to where they are at seven and two. And we, we'll talk about next year, next year. But what I'm saying is backing it up, keeping it going. I think there's a lot of signs that that, that has happened, but you need to get a little bit further here to feel like you're kind of uh, out of the woods and and keep it going. Um you know, I don't think Dino Babers is a flight risk at this point, but you would have thought there was a corner turned a couple years ago. You're walking off the Yankee Stadium turf with a pinstripe ball win, and people feeling great about it, and the coach was out the door, and that was a, a setback. So, though you're not around a corner until you've kind of actually cleared it, you know, in, in that way. So, um, we'll we'll follow that up, I think, another time. But I absolutely, I think it's a breakout year. I think. They're taking advantage of certain things, the number of seniors, the health, uh, the better coaching. There's a lot of things going right in in this program right now. And uh, we're we're seeing those things play out on game days. And, and, uh, you know, everything obviously headed in in the right direction. But the idea of actually turning a corner is – If you're talking about that being permanent or semi-permanent, then we still need to see a little bit more for that. All right, basketball next. Tickets to the uh, Friday night game coming up. Friday night uh, home game is pretty fun. Also a Saturday night basketball game. We'll address all of that as we roll along. In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. In the Booth is brought to you by Bugs Be Gone and CH Insurance. That crackle of the microphone. Can only come from one Mike Waters. Hello, Michael. How are you, Matt? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What? Which of the uh, seven planets are you on, Colin? <laughs>
0: <laughs> is it that bad?
1: Where, where are you?
0: I'm are, in wh- my home office. Really? my My home is in Syracuse, your uh, not Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Just some days. It feels like it. <laughs> it sounds like
1: you're in Fonzie's office.
2: Above the
0: garage?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that, that's a his reference. office was the bathroom. I was going to say that. There you go. That was a reference I didn't even get. Although I got I, that's what I thought his, his 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 office was the bathroom. Yeah, it like, just wasn't funny. It wasn't. I didn't get it. Oh, it just, it just went right over hurtful.
2: the head. I
0: was thinking about where Fonzie lived. Yes, he lived so above the co- Well, there you go. So. His,
2: his office was the bathroom at Arnold's, and his apartment was above the Cunningham's garage. Okay. And Sticks was the name of the
1: drummer. <laughs> anything else so that and completes pinky, our and
0: pinky Tuscadero if it's y- in here out yes. <laughs> Yeah,
1: happy day's uh, trivia hour and, name is uh, Matt. let's go all right yeah okay, maybe we'll move it along although I don't know uh I'm the Ralph w- mouth of this show okay enough Polly <laughs> right, I can, I can turn your microphone up so um uh, all right Michael uh coming off that game on Tuesday night what do we make of it coach Bayheim had that legendary quote to us at halftime, it's the worst he's ever seen, and blah, 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 and the only reason they're missing shots is they're 3,000 miles from home, and and uh, he seemed relatively displeased about doubling an opponent on uh, opening night, setting a Carrier Dome low for opposing field goal percentage, and a Beheim era low for points allowed.
0: Yeah, you could go and say, oh, wow, the defense was great, and they shut these guys down, and the press looked good, but I don't know. I kind of lean towards Eastern Washington was really bad um, and missing
1: a lot of people, by the way.
0: And, and they, yeah, they were at least a couple guys. And 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 you had the three thousand mile trip that Coach Beheim alluded to as well. Um, and there are also concerns too that the offense didn't look good. I mean, if it wasn't for some of the turnovers, the points off turnovers, and the turnovers caused by that full core press, I don't. Know, you know, does Syracuse even get the sixty? They they. they Things weren't, you know, shots weren't falling. And a lot of his shots were actually good shots. And then guys like Buddy Bayheim and Elijah Hughes don't make a three. Um, you know, they only made three three pointers the whole day. And, I mean, O'Shea Brissett and Merrick Dulich <laughs> accounted for two of them. So, you know, things will look better on offense when the open shots go down. But, you know, as openers go, you know, I, I don't think you can complain too much about a 32 point victory, but at the same time uh, there's obviously things to work on and and they'll get better and we'll just kind of see, but yeah, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in in Tuesday night's game
1: No, and and, uh, sounds like, you know, that's kind of the way it goes, right? It's only one Mm -hmm. game it's, outside of it being the opener and the only thing we have to go on right now in the grand scheme of things, it's uh, not terribly meaningful, all of these preseason games against lesser conference competition, you kind of throw into a pile now Buffalo and St. Bonaventure are again on the schedule I don't think it quite feels like last year's schedule where there were three or four teams that were tournament contenders that were really at the top of their individual leagues and it felt like there were more kind of pitfalls last year but we aren't really identifying that with this year's schedule because we think Syracuse is that much better and and maybe there aren't maybe those types of targets because they're they're playing actually the Georgetown's of the world and uh, kind of more name opponents, it feels like.
0: Right, and and we'll see. I think eventually the non-conference schedule is going to be very good, uh, maybe not quite as good as last year's. You know, Last year you kind of caught lightning in the bottle with a lot of uh, teams, not the name big-name Power 5 teams, but the other teams on the schedule were all having really good years. So Syracuse's RPI and non-conference strength of schedule numbers were really good. But like you said, Buffalo's going to still be pretty good coming out of the MAC. St. Bonaventure stumbled last night in their opener. They lost in overtime at home to Bucknell, but they didn't have Courtney Stockard, uh, who's really important to them after they lost a couple other backcourt guys off last year's team. and uh, So, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a bad loss for Bonaventure, but I think eventually by the time they get here to the carrier dome, they're going to be playing better. Um, you know, you're going to see a couple teams next week and down at the garden, uh, Connecticut starting off with, and then either iowa or oregon and if it turns out to be oregon man you're you're playing a really good top 15 quality team there so it's gonna be a good schedule and you know in in terms of scouting if if, if fans are interested uh tonight on sny tv or espn3 uh, syracuse's next two opponents are playing each other moorhead state Uh, is uh, playing at Connecticut tonight. It's the season opener for Connecticut, Uh, Dan Hurley's uh, debut there uh, with the Huskies. So uh, that'll be an interesting game to watch, and you can do a little bit of scouting.
1: Yeah, looking forward to uh, checking that one out. In my case, it'll be on replay with the uh, letter winner of Distinction dinner tonight on campus, Uh, Roland Williams and Chris Gedney, Vera Jones among those being honored uh, up on the Hill tonight. Mike Waters is our guest from Syracuse.com. Mike, uh, coming off that Eastern Washington game, you know you mentioned the slow start. You can see the difference. you know, the exhibition games, they feel more like practice. You're overmatching the opponents physically. Eastern Washington, Syracuse still has far better athleticism and talent and, and everything else, but a major step up. And then when you go to a real crowd and that had to have something to do a little bit with the struggles out of the gate by Buddy Bayheim and Elijah Hughes in particular.
0: It's hard to say you would have hoped that uh, the exhibition games would have taken any kind of jitters, but the players do know the difference between an exhibition game and opening night. Um, so if buddy Bayheim being a freshman uh, had some opening night jitters, I'm not surprised. He, he had good shots. I, he, you know, he lines up uh, one for 11 from the field and 0 for five from three point range. Listen, buddy Bayheim is not going to go 0 for five from three point range very often. I, he could go two for five with his eyes closed with the shots he was getting the other night on, on most nights. He, he's that good of a shooter, so not worried about that. I think the overriding concern for Syracuse is still you know get the point guards healthy. Jalen Carey, really good sign that he's back on the court against Eastern Washington and was able to play 18 minutes. And you saw him kind of working through things and obviously not having, you know, been able to go full court five on five for two weeks since the orange white scrimmage when he sprained the ankle. So good sign there. But then with, with the big competition coming up next week at the garden, you're really still anxiously waiting on the return of Frank Howard at the point. Um, mainly for two reasons. Sure, you, you want your senior point guards uh, out there to help run the offense, but I think they, they, We've seen in the first three games, the two exhibitions and then Tuesday night's opener, Tyus Battle needs to go back to the two-guard position where he's obviously a lot more effective as a scorer.
1: I was going to ask you just simply what changes. You kind of just touched on that a little bit, but Jalen Carey, to me, electrifying athlete, and that was evident the second he stepped on the floor. He's a one-man fast break. He took the ball from midcourt, basically kind of standing still, explodes by two guys for a layup for his uh, first Syracuse points. And then Frank, I think, it's just going to be a steadying influence, right? Everything's going to seem to work normally with people in the right places because of Frank Howard's presence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, with moving
0: Tyus' battle to, to point to, to put a baseball spin on it, uh, you know, Tyus is fine at the point. He's not turned the ball over. He's gotten them into the offense, but it's a little harder for him to think about his own scoring there. It's just been an adjustment for him. And I don't think it's an adjustment you want him to make long-term. You want him to be very strong. In baseball terms, it's kind of like if your starting center fielder goes down, you have a very good right fielder out there, and he can move over to play center, but it's just a little bit different. He's not used to calling everybody off uh, on every fly ball, going to his left and his right, you know, with a guy on either side. And now you've got a different guy in right, and he doesn't have as strong his arm as the starter does. And it's just nothing is quite as strong you know, when you have to start moving guys around because you're missing somebody.
1: Sounds like somebody that might have had to fill in for Mike Waters out on the softball field.
0: It's been a long time since you worried about me in the outfield.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Range for days. Uh, Mike Waters from Syracuse.com on the Basketball Beat. We'll uh, try to duck in at practice uh, tomorrow on the way to the the football game. Anything here on the nitty-gritty with the the health? I think we're just kind of another game or two. You see Howard uh, pop up, but the, the other guys are working their way back in.
0: Yeah, you work the other guys back in. Um, I, I heard uh, in talking with Alan Griffin yesterday at, on his radio show last night, uh, he said they had a great practice uh, on, on Wednesday, and he thought it was mainly because, you know, they finally got to play a game. You had Jalen Carey and Howard Washington back out there as well, but the guys were just sort of energized and also maybe a little bit motivated. You know, Coach Bayheim I'm sure, got on the team a little bit after you know the way they played uh, against Eastern Washington. But uh, today being an off day probably helps um, guys like Howard Washington and Jalen Carey because you've played for a few days in a row. Uh, you need some treatment. You need to take care of your body and make sure everything's feeling all right. But, and then you got Moorhead State coming in here on Saturday, and you know we'll know a lot more about these guys after watching the Connecticut game tonight. But you know they've got six guys back from last year's team that have starting experience, and those guys led the way in their opener. They played an NAIA club, um, Christ- uh, Kentucky Christian. Mm-hmm and had about a 20-point win uh, earlier this week in in what was their season opener. But, um, you know, we'll kind of see where these guys are going. But if nothing else, they come into the carry dome with experienced players.
1: Six guys back from a team that won eight games last year (laughs) But, that's better than no guys back, right? <laughs> that's right. Well, maybe d- depends. <laughs> you could argue it either way. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Coach Mayhub, I've heard him say, something, hey, sometimes it's not all that great to have somebody that had experience if it was bad experience. So uh, so we shall see, but we'll keep an eye on that uh, UConn-Moorhead State game tonight. Mike, we thank you for your insights as always, and we'll see you at the Dome on Saturday.
0: All right, Matt, you have a great day. Have, Mike, have a good time tonight.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Mike Waters from ESPN ESPN Radio, Syracuse.com. He's he's all over the place. Right? He was
2: uh, the Alan Griffin show now.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Jack of all trades. Heard uh, a little bit of that on the way home from the Dino Babers show last night. Huge crowd out at Press Room Pub. Coach, uh,
2: how awesome was that last night? It was night? cool. It
1: was fun. A big group. You know, kind of you can see the swell of support. We had Mike Cavanaugh, the offensive line coach, coming out to join us. And uh, you can see the coach appreciates it. You know, the kind of connection that he has, I think, with the fan base, the appreciation that people have for him and the the way that he's gotten things headed in the right direction here. And that is a way to show that support and make a coach feel welcome and make a coach feel like things are on the rise. So uh, I think that was uh, another milestone along the way last night and what has been a very special season so far. For us, our milestone, we're about halfway home. We're going to do pick six here in a little bit. Get ready to call us, 437-7644 or 4ESPN44. After Do We Care with Tommy, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Louisville game, which is in the Dome tomorrow night. You're listening to In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Next one, In the Booth on ESPN Radio. The mic button goes on. Then My it goes computer's up. frozen. But then there's another button that we hit when Tommy's here, isn't there?
2: Yeah, that's on the computer. It's frozen right now.
1: You want to just make it up? You want to do it acoustic? Enjoy some Billy Idol for a second. We need that uh, guy from the Police Academy movies. I don't
2: care did, no more. <laughs> the guy
1: who just did the sound effects. Yeah,
2: um, Winslow. Michael yeah. Winslow. Who's there you go. Comedian Michael. Well, you Wins- know that. That's good.
1: <laughs> Do we care? We <laughs> Interesting. Go. I, I got the it. old no, not responding on the but So don't did do we? This anyway. <laughs> don't care
3: don't care so the Floyd Mayweather fight that I had mentioned either earlier in this week or last at the end of last week has already been called off. You will not be fighting. We got our hopes up for it? Oh. Yeah. For nothing. You guys already, did you guys purchase the pay per view and now you're, you, you lost? I called flight. in sick already. <laughs> Booked your flight to Japan for it to go see in person.
1: The only way I would have cared well, How again, was it even on? If it's if it was off this fast, how was it even on? It wasn't really even on before. It didn't... Do did we have an opponent? Yeah. yeah. I guess he had an opponent, right? Yeah. But they didn't have rules or style or...
3: Sure, yeah. They didn't know if it was going to be kickboxing or boxing or, or what, but it was just... They knew they were going... To, or they thought they knew they were going to fight each other.
2: The only reason we care again, right, is if the boss was having a party, right? That's the only right, way we care. Right, absolutely. Get the free food. That's, that's the only
1: thing that, I mean, I'll stare at the screen for a little while if the boss is catering and hosting everybody, but... This is like the equivalent of, you know, making loose plans to go to a movie with a friend and then just, ah, you know, I got something else going on
3: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, who cares? New Year's Eve, so I'm sure Floyd Mayweather already has plans booked for New Year's Eve. He'll be
1: in Vegas. No no harm, no foul. Yeah, he'll surface doing something. Trust me.
3: Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he tweeted yesterday upside down about the people that are discussing why or, or disagreeing with why he is not reporting to the Steelers and at the end of the two tweets he put in if you're really finding the time to figure out what I'm saying you've proved my point so a little thing at the end to make you then feel bad for reading his tweets upside down flipping your phone over there's a really tricky uh, move by Le'Veon Bell I guess
1: he is not a likable fellow a hell of a player but uh, and just to be clear here when he's saying tweeting upside down he's not using upside down as an expression like to say I'm buried here like when people are upside down on their mortgage he was not physically upside down as he was tweeting. Exactly. He tweeted with the verbiage, wrong side up. Let it go. Hi. If you're going to actually do something positive on the show, probably play it so people can hear it.
2: We're upside down. It's the only upside down I care about. This is the second time
1: this
3: season this, this song has been on. The upside down too, Stranger Things. You guys Stranger Things fans? No? No. But
1: this was why did we do this? It was the number one hit the year we played
2: in Michigan or something like that. Last or something. Was this a one hit wonder? No, no.
1: no it was it, we did it the early part of the football season. The last time blank. This was the number one hit, and we played it. Um, Syracuse, Syracuse beat Florida,
2: Florida State. No, because that would have been no, before
1: '66.
3: Won a game on the but road. To open the season.
1: No. Yeah. It was something. I'm sure it was great. I'm sure it was a great time. I remember Sounds everybody like dancing it. to it at yeah. the Babers show because it? it was a trivia question.
3: Uh, and finally, Paul Pierce said yesterday in the post game for NBA Wednesday. By the way, can I just go back to this? Sure. If he's trying to say, hey, ooh, I got you. Like, I'm a star
1: because you turned my tweet upside down to read it. You're the toolbox who actually went through the extra effort <laughs> to, to make yeah. an upside down tweet, which takes a few extra
3: steps. You got a lot of time in your hands, dude. Yeah, it's definitely, so whatever I mean w- NFL reporters are waiting on his decision so obviously they're going to look and see what he said and and, and so are the fans yeah. uh, so, I wouldn't uh, care one
2: bit if he never played again. Amen and I'm a Steelers fan.
1: You won't be playing for the Steelers Well if I was again. a Steelers fan I would at least say hey he's not going to play for somebody else You know that that's where it would stink for the Steelers well, they're he, doing just fine with James Conner they won four in a row without yep, him. Yep he's never yep, going to you
2: know. be a Steeler again he's yeah. not playing again
3: so uh, Paul Pierce said yesterday he believes that Duke can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers' starting lineup yesterday, they, they're 1-10 in their 10th loss of the year. Their starting lineup yesterday was Colin Sexton, J.R. Smith, Rodney Hood, Chetty Osman. Ever heard of Chetty Oseman, uh, Paulie? No. And Tristan Thompson, who is known for dating Khloe Kardashian. And for being 6'10". Sure. What happened to Kevin Love? Hurt? Hurt. Kevin Love is hurt. Yes.
1: Um, here's the thing. Most of these times I dismissed these kinds of arguments out of hand. This is a very uh, unique way to present it because you're talking about a college team that just blasted another pretty good college team by a lot and scored 118 points and has the top three recruits and maybe the top three picks in next year's draft or close against the worst NBA team that just fired their coach, that lost their star, that's without their next best player, So this is about as close as it gets. This Mm -hmm. one I'm at least willing to entertain as a discussion. But your typical low-rent talk radio, and we're not above low-rent talk radio around here, but your typical one is, oh, Alabama could beat the Raiders. No, they can't. Okay? Or, you know, so-and-so baseball could, you know, go in the major. No, he can't. Okay? Um I'm still this not buying one this I could, one. I don't really buy this one either. But you go deeper than three players. You're you're not right.
2: If right. it's a
3: 40 minute game where these guys could, where he, Duke players could play the whole game, and and you're not matching up second unit of the Cavs for second unit of the. Well, that's Duke. how basketball works. But right. you could you could play your starters 40 minutes. Syracuse did it last year. If it's well, a 40 minute game, you can yeah. feasibly play your starters. Well, they 40 play 48, minutes.
1: and if it has to be 40, then you know you're playing the yeah. college rule. Really, like, sure then you're kind of tweaking it kids could they play for yeah. dealt
2: with an NBA elbow to the face right. you know yeah, yeah they're nineteen it, years yeah. old
1: so i I still would lean pretty good on the uh, the NBA side here I will say this one at least makes you think about it but it's with a lot of extra parameters I mean this is uh and typically I would also say well college t- guys one of the things that makes them better is they practice together like in other words could a really good team Beat an all-star team from a sport. I, I sometimes think you can, depending sure. on what it is. Basketball, hockey, football, for sure. you know, The
3: Rams versus the AFC Pro Bowl team or something correct. like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because of practice and camaraderie and team chemistry yeah. and, and those types of things. Golden so,
2: State at its best against an all-star team could probably hold yeah. its own.
1: Yes. And that's what you do. You know, that's like one of the MLS all-stars against a European team. They lose. The other team has more talent and has played sure, together. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, uh, and soccer is different. Some of these sports where it could go either way, but uh, I don't think that'd be a whole lot of fun to watch either. Because a, a bad NBA team, or you're, you know, but you're also saying the that
2: the th- all five players in the starting lineup of Duke could beat five NBA players, even if they've got three number one Well, that's one typically one picks, when, so when you go to two when, other well, players. When you court. go to
1: make that argument, you say, like, let's let's use the Alabama versus the Raiders. Alabama, I'm sure, has more pros on the field than any other college team. And maybe Alabama has 8, 10, 12. Maybe they have 20. I don't know. Well, the Raiders have 50. Sure. (laughs) You know, that's the difference. And that's why those comparisons don't get off the ground. Um, But, you know, this one, you at least get me to listen, but I would still take the NBA team.
3: I think it would be a very competitive game.
1: But I, it wouldn't, really the do. next night it wouldn't, and the night after that it wouldn't. You know what I mean? In, in a seven-game series, I, I don't.
3: The bench is what would would give the yeah. the Cavs the lead, but if you're if you're able to start, if it's a forty-minute game where Duke is able to play their five starters the whole game, I think it would be a very competitive game. I really do. I'm not ready we'll to see. say that after yeah. one game. I was going to say we're we're, we're putting true. we're putting Duke uh,
1: undefeated and in the Hall of Fame here after one game, and maybe they're really good. It sounds like they really are, but we'll get to see here in a little bit.
3: It seems like those three guys though are going to be at least top five. Pick So, I mean, even no matter how the season turns out, it's, it's That's one thing that always comes it. up
1: now. The list of, of Cavaliers you just rattled off is, is far from uh, household names or yeah. or NBA All-Stars. But a lot of times, like in baseball, they'll say, oh, so-and-so's a prospect. Well, you know what it means to be a prospect? It means you can be a major leaguer and maybe a sustained major leaguer. Well, you know who's in it? Like, major league players, like, in other words, uh, you know, your boy Chase Headley, somebody like that, who's kind of like a on a given day, a slightly above average major league player, but he's not an all-star. A hot prospect has a chance of maybe being better than him in the long run, but every prospect doesn't have a sustained 10- and 12-year career. That That's the difference. Uh, being a regular pro. All right, thank you, Tommy. Yeah. When we come back, we'll do pick six to give away some tickets. Call us at 315-437-7644, 315-437-7644. Musical candidate, football, basketball topics, lots of good stuff today. Pick six to give away some ducats on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Good to have you along with us in the booth for pick six. Here we've got two tickets to the Friday night primetime game against Louisville to give away. You can join us by calling 437 7644. Our always diverse caller line has uh, three up there: Gris, uh, Gar, I'm sorry, Gar, Chris, and Joe. Gris would be really weird, but Gar, Chris, and Joe are up. If we ever get any ladies to call, you'll move straight to the top of the uh, contestant line if you'd like to uh, kind of mix it up and class it up a little bit. Gar, welcome to the show hello hello hey gar how are you good how are you good man you ready to roll here we're going to put uh 30 seconds on the clock do you know how this works gar uh not exactly okay (laughs) we're going to put uh 30 seconds on the clock you're going to pick a category one to six and then in 30 seconds you're going to see if you can name six of the items in the category and if you do that successfully you got two free tickets to the louisville game okay certainly okay uh Let's go with uh, you. Pick you. Tell us the number one to six. Uh, six. All right, number six. Do it. Gar is a bonus. Okay, you've you hit it right mm-hmm. off the bat. We did, threw a little curveball here. You only have to name three of these. There's only three correct answers in pick six today. Okay, so name the name three cities in which Syracuse and Louisville have contested a football game. Go ahead. Thirty seconds. Three cities. Yep. Where Syracuse. Yep. Yes. Uh, Louisville. Two. Yep. 66% of the way there. It's going to be the longest. What's cranking thing. up the countdown? there, are Oh, Answering. my goodness. Syracuse and Louisville. We've um, got. I, it was the it first to game of, a of the season game. one year. Maybe.
0: Mm. I could go um, for sushi.
1: And no. The answer, Gar, that was a tough one. The answer is Tokyo. Syracuse, Louisville, and Tokyo, the three cities where Syracuse has played the Cardinals in football. Thank you, Gar, for that one. Uh, Chris is up next. Hello, Chris. Pick a category uh, yep, one. Chris is gone. Chris is gone. Chris didn't want any of this. Huh? How about Joe? Yeah, I'm Joe. here. All right, buddy. Uh, pick a category one to five now. Uh, three. Three? Okay. Three is another semi bonus. We have a little curveball. We have our friend Rick Diulio in house. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello, Rick. Our music uh, expert. And uh, so we're doing this again. That worked. It was backed by popular demand on ACDC day. This is a Beatles day for no particular reason. Well, no, and this day in history. On on
2: this day in history, George Harrison recorded his first A side for the Beatles. Which was that? Uh, Something. Mm hmm. So, hey, Frank okay. Sinatra's favorite Beatles song. So, is that right, It's wow. been a, covered 168 times. Most covered Beatles song ever. Didn't know that. So, okay.
1: uh, this is an easy one. This is a really easy category, uh, Joe. So, start thinking about who you're going to take to the game, okay? We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. You ready, Joe? Sure. Six Beatles songs. Go. Oh, man. I, I don't know any Beatles songs. Oh, come on. How um, old are you? Let's see. Um, we just yeah. said one. <laughs> Uh, we just told you. <laughs> nah, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at music. Love me, no. Joe. Uh. Oh,
2: blah,
1: <laughs> You can't name <laughs> a know. Beatles hey, song, Joe. Oh, hey, man. You. All right. I thought this was a sports show. I, hey, yeah. Well, we have five other categories that were sports. Those don't go over very well either. That is All the right, most Joe.
2: impressive level of knowledge I've Our ever seen. Our listeners are
1: so smart. By the way, how come Wait, we didn't turn that, that into a promo from the last time?
2: You, I didn't think that was humanly possible. You Rick, guys have Go some grab some music the geniuses. first
1: person you see walking down the street out here and see if they can name six Beatles. No, songs. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> name a Beatles song. Name a <laughs> Beatles. After we
2: said they first ace it, I
1: was something. Okay, but something is, I, I mean, I think I know the Beatles. Like, I don't know. I'm sure I would know that song if you played it. But something, even if you don't know it, yeah. we just said. Is that something in the way she moves? Like that's that? right. Yeah. That's that's okay. Right. Um, I don't think that sounds to people like the song title. That means the bumper so I'm gonna, songs I'm gonna you cut guys Joe use, nobody has any idea what they are when you I'm use gonna the I'm going to uh, cut yeah. Joe a little slack. All right, who's the I'm, next I'm victim? Uh, Herb. Herb. That's uh, a, that's fitting. All right, Herb, what do you got? We got one to... Uh, we'll let him pick that pick one it. again if he wants. <laughs> no. no uh, give me the one for sports. Uh, you got one for sports. All right, places Dino Babers has coached before Syracuse. Go ahead, Herb. This is an oldie but a goodie. Okay, Bowling Green? Yes. Oh,
0: I'm not. Boise State? No. Oh. Herb. Uh,
1: oh, Come on, Herb. Every conference in America. Yeah. How, many, how was We time can't before? do this anymore. I know, every week. Every week. We just cannot Study do that this. one, people, for next time. Study it up. Football season's coming to an end. We have no more tickets I, to give away. But I can't do All this. All right, Herb. I can't do it anymore. Study for the next one. Okay. The level
2: of dumb is astounding. This is
1: amazing. If our show has to go long to give away these tickets, we're going to have a problem. I'll be here all all day. I'm not leaving the studio until this is done. We have another minute in the show. Who's next? Andrew. Andrew. Maybe this is my brother. Andrew, all right. Go ahead. Uh, Pick any category you want. Pick number one or four, Andrew. Or the Beatles again. Two. Two.
2: Yeah, or no, be, I'll take the Beatles Okay, again. you can do six Beatles songs? Yeah. Okay, I'll allow this. Okay, let's do it. These I'm, are my tickets. should am we have more Mad fun than trip? this? Okay. No, The last guy all couldn't right. name one.
1: Okay, all right. He's going to get this. He Come doesn't on, have a head start. All right, 30 seconds on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> six Beatles songs. Our arbiter is Rick deulio Okay. Go ahead, Andrew, now.
0: Uh, love Me Do. One. Uh... Why would, you, get why would you? Why would you pick this? I'm on Stop. the radio. The
1: pressure uh, is on. I'm not sure people could say their middle name. Give me something a, off Abby Road.
0: Right, Blackbird. There you go. There's two. Okay. Uh, that's. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm gonna give it time,
2: Polly. Hard days,
0: nights nice. Yeah, Three,
2: three. You got like ten seconds.
0: Oh God. Oh, blah, uh, dear, blah, blah.
2: Love me. Stop. Wow. I give up.
0: Unbelievable. All right. Here's the next one. You next person's getting one. it. Nice
2: try, though. He he was so confident. Wow! Give me the Beatles. Next time, no, next no. time
0: it's just name any song by any
2: artist. <laughs> right. Name
1: your parents. Happy birthday! <laughs> no, I think we talked about this after last week. I think when that thirty second counter is on, it really is hard for people. Yeah. If I said what you have for lunch, and you really had to think about it, Corey might be hard. All right, Corey, you're going to do this. All right, Corey. Can I do the Beatles? No, yeah, we yeah, only yeah, have why one. No, All right, yeah, go ahead. Are you that All confident? Right. Can you do this? I can't. You can't, All right. you can't blow this now. I was going to give you seven dwarfs. Okay? So I was going to put it right there on a T for you, Corey. No, he wants the right. Beatles. Let's do this. All right, here we go. We've gone over time on the show, so we're screwing everything up. We've got two Beatles songs in two tracks. <laughs> right?
3: okay.
1: All right, Corey. Here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. Rick Diulio still here. Six Beatles songs. Go, Corey.
3: Love me, do. Yesterday, okay. I am the Walrus.
0: Strawberry Sealed Forever. Magical Mystery Tour. Uh, yesterday, hate You, you got I think he did yesterday it, twice, you got even.
1: It. You got All right, it. he blitzkrieg right through that yes. thing. You're the man. Great job, Corey. Corey, hold on. We'll put you on hold. Corey on. was holding the backside of that number one album. He was just <laughs> running down. We were getting the yellow submarine next. <laughs> Good work there, Corey. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's taxing. We can't do this anymore. That's No, it's, it's we, not it's, fun it's great for radio. I mean, it, it wears me out. It, it, uh, I know what it's frustrates like working me with about. me every time right. I listen to this. Uh, my... Really feeling about humanity and uh, you know what people are thinking about. It just goes to show you all the stuff we talk about in football. And I, one of the categories was rattle off the seniors. I don't think people could do it. I, I think we're all way into this. Rick, you're way into your yeah. music and stuff. The audience, it's disconcerting, <laughs> right? The audience is not. Yes, they're really not. Yeah, no, I, I they, learned that. They, every people day. go to the games like I do. Actually, I go to the games to see the pretty colors and hear the sound <laughs> and have a beer and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody I, really, like, we can sit here and talk about Syracuse's third down and you know what I found rushing that? percentage and red zone conversions. Nobody knows what they're talking about. You know what I found? They
0: know all the Beatles songs. They probably can't name the titles. But wouldn't that's you say, the other thing are found.
1: there a lot of tricky ones? Not really. No, because a lot of them are just whatever the hook of the yeah. song is. Yeah. I like um, Paperback Writer. That's, yeah. That's a, lot. that's a nice one. That's yeah, a there's so too. many of them. The Beatles' Eleanor, greatest Rigby. hits. Everybody's got yeah. it in their collection. Right. Right. Rocky Raccoon's another one. I mean, yeah. I'm not really a music guy at all, but I mean, if you don't have a Beatles album, back in the USSR. Let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, uh, let's you know.
2: end this show. We're all right, just really fire one up. To... Let's
1: get out of here and then get back to the satellite track. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Ride,
2: will you take a look? return home for senior night against Louisville on Friday, November
0: 9th. Only here on your home for
1: Orange football. Kickoff at 7. Catch Syracuse football on TK99 and ESPN AM 1200.